Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. And welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show. My name is Tim Seckler. I own the Seckler Law Firm, and I host this radio show each and every week, giving you information on estate planning, elder law, wills, trust, powers of attorney, how to how to plan for your money, your family, uh, to get the assets to your family, friends, and nonprofit interests, rather than to the government or uh, long-term care expenses. Um if you are new to the show, welcome. I hope you find it informational and educational, and that's what it's meant to be. So we cannot make legal and financial decisions based on what I say in this or any other radio show. This show is just for your education and entertainment. Everybody's legal situation is different. And if you need help with this stuff, you do need to hire a lawyer. You can find us anytime at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. Uh, and you'll find all kind of information there. We've got some uh, articles. I think there's there's dozens of articles at this point on uh, our website that you can find uh, some helpful information. Uh, you can find the old episodes to this. So if you're listening to this on the radio, this is also a podcast that you can find on Spotify or Apple iTunes. Uh, any point in time, I think there's there's pushing 60 episodes of good information you can go back and check out. The old things that we've talked about in the past and, and subscribe and you can um, follow our new information as it comes in. You may also be watching uh, the video on our YouTube channel, which we uh, we would ask you to subscribe to as well. We do our best to bring you really good, meaningful, helpful information every week about some of uh, some of the things we think you need to know to take care of your money and your family. Um, the uh, there's, there's a lot of information around this topic out there. And the uh, and and unfortunately, there's a lot of bad information, which is what we're here to talk about on this episode today. the The title of this episode is "Simple Wills and Other Lies." Um, so there's this whole thing. I don't know where this phenomenon comes from, but there's this whole thing that people talk about simple will. You know, people will call the office and say, "How much for a simple will?" Well. Okay, let's dig into this one a little bit. Um, so th there's this old joke amongst lawyers that do this stuff. Um, when people ask you, how much is a simple will? And the, the, the reply is, I don't know. I'll let you know when I write one. Um, and, you know, the, the joke is that this stuff's a little bit more complicated. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you peek behind the curtain on the legal profession here for a little bit. And I want to let you know something. There are those of us attorneys that focus on estates and elder law and wills and trusts and doing uh, planning the way that, that at least I think it should be done. There are also attorneys who will write you a will um, when you ask for one, and they try to squeeze it in between their divorce that they're litigating tomorrow and the traffic ticket they're helping somebody with yesterday and the criminal affair and the lawsuit. And in the middle, they try to squeeze in a will. And, and you know, I, here here's kind of the thing, guys. If you call most law firms and ask them to write you a will, they will. They'll write a document. Um, in fact, you can go on the internet, you can go on the internet and print out a document, right? But this stuff is, you know, the legal profession, estate planning is not a subway restaurant. You don't just walk in and say, 
look, I'm going to have the, the turkey sub with the lettuce and the peppers and some mayo. And then you walk out with your sandwich. When, when, when doing estate planning, you don't just walk in and say, I'd like to have a will and I'd like to have this and that. And, uh, and then you walk out with a document, you know, and unfortunately that's how some of these law firms operate. And when you ask these guys, should I use a will or a trust? And their answer is, Oh, all you need is a simple will. Well, they're giving you that answer, guys, because they've never written a trust in their lives. They don't understand how they work. Uh, and no one is ever going to sue a lawyer or claim malpractice because they gave you a will. Whether it's in your best interest or not to rely on a will, that's the way this thing works. And, you know, you go on the Internet. I was on uh, just for fun. Let's go right now. Uh, we're going to go on LegalZoom.com. And nothing against them or any of their competitors, but you read on their website and they're selling documents, right? Um, and uh, why you need a last will. Appoint someone to settle your affairs. Well, yeah, maybe. Choose who will s- receive your property. Yeah, but the will doesn't govern 80% of your property. Decide who you want to raise your kids. Yes, but the legal guardianship ends at age 18. Like, you you look at this stuff, and, and there's this push to oversimplify it. I, you know, there's this other software system I came across the other day. They're giving them away for free, right? Now, let, let's just pause and consider that for a moment. The document is free. You're going to let your entire family's well-being, your entire time on this planet, and all of the treasure you have to show for it, and all of the family members that you love, and you're going to leave them subject to a free document that says the same thing that everybody else says. Are you telling me you're, there's nothing special about your investments? There's nothing special about your kids. There's nothing special about your home. You're telling me there's nothing special about your values, your morals, your ethics that might be different than your neighbors. You're going to tell me that, you know, it, it just, this whole idea of the simple will it falls on its face when you when you start looking at what what's really important. When we start having a conversation about what's really important to you, what's really important to your family, this idea of all I want is a simple will falls apart. Now, here's the thing. When considering whether to do an estate plan, this is not a consumer good, right? This is this is a customized set of documents that implement your goals, your desires in a legal fashion that make sure that they get met. Okay, this is customized stuff. You're not the same as your neighbor. Your assets are not the same as your neighbor or the guy on the other side of town. Why are we pretending that we can fit everybody into the same box? Um, And on this episode, we're going to talk in a little bit more detail about some of the differences and some of the things you need to be looking out for uh, with these things. Um, but there's a difference between checking a box to feel better because you have a will, excuse me, versus really preparing a good plan for your family. And what the first step is, is education. So the way that we do it in our office is I don't sit down with anyone without some education first and just sit down and start asking them who's going to be the executor of your will and who gets it right life is more complicated than that in my opinion the attorneys that do that stuff do a disservice to their to their clients and yeah they make a couple of hundred bucks and they get the will out the door and they're on to the divorce but but let's 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 give a darn about our clients let's take some time to figure out what's important 
and then let's talk about the solution. Not let's not just take the the subway order on who's the executor and who gets it. It, it we we got to do better than that. Um, and if you've had an experience with an attorney and that's what it felt like to you, paid consultation, come in, they ask you a couple of questions, you sign a document and you're out the door without any real education, you ought to probably take stock of this situation and figure out if that plan is really for yours. So here's a couple of things I want you to think about. Simple wills. Um, the biggest problem with just saying all you need to do is a simple will is the misunderstanding that people have that your assets actually all flow through your will. See, your most families, especially people with retirement accounts, life insurance contracts, uh, investment accounts, most of that money does not th- go through the will unless you take steps to make it go through the will. Retirement accounts, for example, your 401k at work, your IRA account, your 403b, all of these accounts have beneficiary designations on them, which means when you pass away, that money doesn't go through your will. It goes to whomever you named as a beneficiary uh, on the contract. Right? So the challenge with this is, though, that wills, when done properly, and not the simple will, not the three-pager that, that some of you guys have. I'm talking about a will that's done properly, a will that plans for your underage kids or grandkids, a, a will that plans for what happens if my wife passes before me, what happens if my kids die before me, what happens if it's going to an underage person, my grandchild is underage or my child is underage, what happens if somebody's disabled, if my grandchild has autism, he's eight, we don't know if by the time he's 25 he's going to be able to work and, and go do productive financial things, or if he's always going to need financial support. We don't know that stuff first. And if I leave everything in a will that says all to my kids and then to my grandkids, if my child dies before me, if we, if we end up leaving money via simple will or through beneficiary designations to a disabled person, we just blew up that person's life because now they're going to lose their free health care. They're going to lose their SSI check. They might lose their free housing. And, you know, we just upended this entire person because we meant well giving them money, but we didn't do it the right way. We we, rely, we we imagined a scenario that these marketers on the internet would have you believe that all you need is a simple will. Check the box that you've got that done and you can move on to your next responsibility as a parent or a grandparent. And look, guys, it's it's more complicated than that. If I have a life insurance contract, I, I'm, a, I'm a dad of three minor children, right? I've got a 10, an 8, and a 5. And I own my law firm, and I'm privileged to have some employees that that work hard. And as a result of all of this, I have a lot of life insurance. Right? There's there's at least twelve families that are somewhere somewhere uh, reliant on my law firm to help put food on their tables um, by way of employees or contractors. And if I pass away. I need to make sure that there's money for these folks. I need to make sure that there's money for my spouse. And I need to make sure that there's money to support my clients. And I need to make sure that there's money so, to support my children. And so the nature of my world is there's an awful lot of life insurance. I have a ton of life insurance. Okay. A lot of money on these bones. But if I did everything that if I just did spouse and kids on a life insurance policy, okay, and let's let's fast forward and say that I pass away in a car accident. I'm I'm actually knocking on wood right now that this doesn't happen. But if I would pass away in an accident and my wife goes too, all right, and I just say everything to my spouse. Let's let's say she doesn't pass away, but let's say she bounces her head off of the dashboard and now she's incapacitated. 
and the life insurance is all payable to my spouse. Well, I just spent a bunch of money. <clears throat> I just sent a bunch of money via life insurance to someone that doesn't have the capacity to manage it anymore. And how how well is this going to work? Who's in control? Who's going to call the shots now? How are my kids going to be provided for? Right? Um, what happens if my wife and I both do pass away? And now the contract says all to my spouse, then to my kids. Okay, it's seven figures of life insurance. So we're going to send this money to my kids? What age do they get it? 18, 21? So ask yourself, if you're driving around listening to this or at your house, if when you were 18, if you were entitled to a million dollars of life insurance proceeds, just here's your check, kid. Would you be the same person you are today? Would you be working as hard as you are today? Would you would you have learned the same life lessons? Or would you do what we see in the newspaper all the time about people blowing it on on, on sins and drugs and alcohol and or red sports cars and a good time? Because let's 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 be hesitant to judge all of these people that blow their money. Let's be hesitant to judge the professional athletes or the lotto winners because they blow the money. Because if we actually ask ourselves honestly, at 18 years old, a lot of us would have done the same darn thing. And a lot of our kids are going to do the same darn thing if we give them a bunch of money. So listen, relying on a simple will and just pretending that a a $100 document that I printed off the internet and probably signed improperly is going to be the thing that's going to help raise my kids in in a productive way. No, you can't do it that way. We need to set up a trust for your kids. Now, you could do that through a will, but not through a will that people would call a simple will. And what's this trust going to say? Who's in control of it, right? Now, we're going to send the life insurance money to it. So in my situation, if I pass away, I've got a, my will sets up a trust for each of my children. The life insurance money flows to the trust. My brother is named as the trustee on the trust. He happens to be a federal law enforcement officer, and he's going to make sure that these kids are raised with morals and values consistent with mine. Because, see, if all you do is rely on the simple document that's in your will that appoints a guardian over your children, well, guardianship ends at 18. You're, you're a, a legal human adult at age 18. And so then what? The guardian, he can say, see ya. I don't need a guardian anymore. I'm 18 years old. And I'm going to go get this life insurance uh, money that my mom left me. I'm going to go buy a red sports, fall, uh, sports car and fill the back seat with beer. And my friends and I are going to have a fantastic time this weekend until they end up flipping a car or in jail because we had a bad estate plan. So the way that you've got to do this, guys, is you've got to take responsibility for the fact that, no, I am not just here to check a box to feel better because I have a will. Somebody asked me if I have a will. Oh, yeah, I've got one of those. I have no idea what the heck it does, but I can check the box that I'm a responsible dad because I have a document gaining dust on some shelf somewhere. And, you know, I, it's just not the way to do it. That's just not the way to do it. And so... I was having a conversation with a financial advisor uh, just this morning who who gets it, who gets this stuff. And he's saying, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to convince my clients that they've got junk. They've got these documents that don't do anything for them. And I'm selling them life insurance and they're just naming the kids. And, and I'm trying to talk them into it, but people don't want to do it. They don't know... They don't know who to go to. They don't know how to do it. They don't have the education. They go to these lawyers that just shuffle documents to them. And, and here, here's all right. So here's the way that we do it. Uh, I'm not saying we do it the best on the planet, but we do a pretty darn good job, and I'm proud of how we do this. So we always do education first. If you wanted to join us for 
uh, one of our upcoming workshops. We do them all the time. They're in our office. They are free. Uh, they do fill up. You can find out more about them at secklerlawfirm.com. That's S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. Go to the workshops tab and you can register right there. Come check one of them out. We also have uh, some upcoming webinars. So we do them on the Zoom. So if, if you want to stay on your couch and stay in your PJs or your sweatpants and, and get the education that way, that's fine too. Um, as long as you do the education. We also even have a pre-recorded workshop that you can watch. But we want you to know the difference between a will and a trust. We want you to know the difference between a financial power of attorney and a healthcare power of attorney. We want you to know the difference between an executor and a trustee before you come to the office. Because by the time you come to the office, we like to do free consultations. And we can't do free consultations if you don't if uh, if all of our clients don't know, you know, the one-on-one level stuff. And it just it, and you shouldn't be making decisions if you don't know the one-on-one level stuff. So, so do the education. Come to one of our workshops. Watch one of the pre-recorded um, workshops. Now, if you happen to be a younger parent, look, I'm a I'm a parent of young kids. It'd be awful tough for me to get to an evening workshop. I got soccer practice and and gymnastics and baseball and scouts and all this stuff to do in the evening. Right? I can't get to your six o'clock workshop, and I get it. Plus, the stuff in the 6 o'clock workshop really is more tuned for uh, retirees, soon-to-be retirees, uh, in, in asset protection from the nursing, which is what we're going to talk about here in a minute. So if you are a younger parent, go to my website and find the Life and Legacy course. It's under the Workshops tab, but you can find links to it. The Life and Legacy course. So what we did was we created a course during last year's lockdown when we couldn't meet with families face-to-face and we still wanted to provide education to the families. We created this online course, and it's a series of videos where uh, you watch videos on some of these topics, you answer a couple of questions. Now, we're not using the software to draft canned documents. We're using the software, and you essentially walk through this stuff and use it as a conversation piece with your spouse if you're married to... Um, to figure out, okay, yeah, we agree that your brother can be the guardian, my brother's going to be the executor, or whatever the case is. So you go through this. We get the answers, but the answers are a discussion piece for us to have with you when we do actually have your first consultation, which is typically, for the younger families that do the course, we, we offer a Zoom uh, workshop, a Zoom initial consultation, rather. You don't have to take a day off of work. You can both hop on Zoom or a conference call uh, and We'll walk through the things. We'll make some recommendations on on how to create an effective estate plan. I didn't say simple. It's not simple. But an effective estate plan for your family that will actually work. And then we'll coordinate it with your financial folks to make sure that everything works together. All of the documents play nice with your assets to make sure that your kids and, and your family, the goals that you have are actually missed. We don't want to have the family where... When my kid turns 18 and blows it all or gets himself in trouble, I don't want it to be, I wish you know, the neighbors to say, if only if only Jack's dad would have planned better, right? You don't, we have to take more responsibility than just having a simple will because in most families, 80 to 90% of the wealth doesn't even go through the will. It goes through beneficiary designations. And so the whole thing has to be coordinated. This is a plan. I'm not talking to you about having a document. I'm having. I'm talking to you about having a system of documents that will work well for a variety of circumstances for your family. Find out more about it for young families at the Life and Legacy course, which you can find at the Seckler Law Firm dot com s-e-c-h-l-e-r lawfirm.com and if you'd like to join us for an in-person workshop please do um 
a couple of other things that I want to talk about that's a fallacy with, with Simple Wheels. And I'm going to move from talking about the younger families with little kids uh, to moving on toward uh, the, the retirees, soon to be retirees and seniors. The problem in this demographic with Simple Wheels is that it pretends like the only thing we have to ask, the only question we have to answer is who gets the stuff when we pass away. But there are some other questions, guys, that you want to think about. Like, for example, do we want to avoid the probate? Do we want to avoid the courthouse? Do we want to save some time, energy, and money? I'll tell you, I had a, a family where grandparents passed away the other day. Uh, not the other day, it was, you know, but we're working through the case. It's been a couple of months. And they left in their will some money for the grandchildren. Nice gesture. And I think each grandchild was going to get in the ballpark of, let's say, you know, five, ten thousand dollars $10,000. Okay, nice. Take care of your grandchildren. That's wonderful. But do you know, because we ran it through the probate court, that the judge made us put the money into sequestered accounts that these kids cannot access the money until they're 18 years old. If they want to access the money before they're 18 years old, they need a court order authorizing a distribution. I don't think that the guy that wrote this simple will that left some money to their kids, I don't think that that's really what they had in mind. And I think if they'd have known that's the way this stuff works, um, they probably would have done it a different way. Which, you know, this this type of oversight, this type of regulation is a fantastic reason why you don't want to go through probate. You don't want to go through the courthouse. So you really ought to consider using trust as your estate plan for that person, for that purpose. And it probably saves some time and it probably saves some expense, but we still left a big issue out there. Even if we use something like a revocable trust is we still haven't protected you. We still haven't protected you from issues like creditor protection issues. Like what happens if you end up needing a nursing home? See, if you have a will or if you have a, a document that's called a revocable trust and you get sick, all of those dollars are subject to your illness. We've got a system in this country that delivers health care for, for seniors that picks winners and losers, financially speaking, based on the health care event you're actually ever going to have. See, 65-year-old and older, most people are on Medicare. Medicare is acute care. Medicare will pay for hospitalization. Medicare will pay for medication. But Medicare does not pay for custodial long-term care like a nursing home. That's on you. And the average cost of a nursing home in Pennsylvania exceeds eleven thousand dollars a month this year. All right, eleven grand, one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year to be in a nursing home. And when you look at that statistic, and you look at the fact that the Alzheimer's Association tells us one in three seniors is going to die with dementia. Well, holy cow, maybe we ought to be thinking about this. Maybe we ought to take some steps to protect ourselves, protect some money. And in my opinion, there's there's a lot of families that ought to be using irrevocable trusts to protect assets from long-term care expenses. And once you understand how these trusts work, don't let the word irrevocable scare you. Yes, it's an irrevocable trust, but there's an awful lot of flexibility. There's, there's very few things about this document that are actually permanent. But we can use these specific tools to protect assets from long-term care expenses and make sure that your funds actually get to your kids rather than the owners of the nursing home and rather than the government and rather than the probate judge. And, and if you have final expense, uh, like medical expenses and whatnot at the time of your death, these trusts are creditor-proof. So we can get the inheritance to your kids faster. And when, when people go through the education in our office and they come to the workshop or they watch the thing online and we teach them this stuff, I often get the question, why would anyone use a will? 
And the answer is because most of the guys out there and the ladies out there talking to people about this stuff tell you the lie, all you need is a simple will because it fits into their narrative. It fits into their practice easier. It's easier to get done. There's not a lot of work here. This person's in front of me. I can make a few hundred bucks and get them out the door. And I just don't think it's the way to do it. And I'm sorry that my brethren and, and my sisters have done this in the past, but um, but my opinion is if you want to do a will, fine. We write lots of wills. But if you're going to do a will, you're going to first understand what a trust is and then make the well-informed decision that that's what you want to do, right? And as long as you're making an informed, reasonable decision— I'm good with whatever you want to do. We're not forcing you into anything. I just want you to get that education first. So come to one of our workshops, secularlawfirm.com. You can register for one of the upcoming workshops. During the workshop, we talk about wills, trust, powers of attorney. We talk about taxes, death taxes, the SECURE Act, the Pennsylvania Inheritance Tax. You're going to learn about how the Medicaid nursing home system really works and why Medicaid is not a four-letter word. And you want to understand how Medicaid works by the time that you're in a nursing home because it's the name of the game. It's the only government program that's going to help pay for your nursing home at $130,000 a year and a one in three chance you're going to have dementia. It's probably a good idea to be thinking about what are we going to do for my family if I get sick. So recap. Simple wills. All you need is a simple will. I think is is a big is a big misunderstanding, if not outright lie, that's floating around out there. So be real careful counting on that. Be real careful of only having a document, not having a plan, and become educated first. Check out one of the resources at secularlawfirm.com. Come to one of our workshops, the pre-recorded workshops, and then come in for a free consultation where we'll give you some advice on how to best do this for you, your family, to make sure your kids get your money gets to your kids rather than the government. Uh, and, uh, and let's get a legacy that actually matters. Okay. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We'll talk to you next week. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.